Hello and you're very welcome back to uh, Sports View Extra with myself, Aidan Rafferty, and the show is as always kindly sponsored by Heinz Pharmacy here in Roscommon Town. Well, as we know, it's a big weekend in Roscommon, GAA, as the two county finals, uh, the intermediate and senior county finals are on this weekend. Uh, the intermediate final is on, on Saturday and the senior final is on Sunday. And that, that's a game actually that myself and Ray are going to be covering on uh, doing a, a podcast commentary on. and uh, Or a, even a commentary podcast on even. Um, so to take us through, um, to get his point of view on the game on th- this Saturday, we have Oran manager, the manager of the Oran team, uh, Billy Donnellan. Hello, Billy. How are you? How are you, Aidan? How are you getting on? Not too bad. No, not too bad. So... Yeah, it's uh, congratulations on getting to the county final, I suppose, first of all. But uh, I suppose, uh, take us through the championship so far. You kind of, um, you know, won, won all, you're going into this essentially unbeaten, aren't you? Uh, I suppose we are, Aidan, to be honest with you. You know, if you if you look straight, just I suppose, at the, at the bare results, at the bare scores, that's the way it is. Um, I suppose, to take it from the very beginning of the championship, we got... From the outside looking at it, I suppose an awful lot of teams or clubs will be looking at it and say ourselves, Kilmore, um, Castlery and Airog. It was it was dubbed the group of death, I suppose, and you know yeah. because there'd be four teams there that you know any any one of the four would have been considered potential champions or certainly going to a final or what you know. But from our point of view, I suppose you know we're always kind of glass half full out in Orne. Yeah. And we looked at it, and from the point of view of saying it was a great draw to get because you know from the get go it was going to test us fully as to where we were at in terms of um, in terms of fitness, etc. In terms of our preparation, you know. And that was that was going to stand here really essentially yeah, well as the we, championship we, went through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we felt it was it was a very positive thing because of that exactly that it was going to stand to us, but also because of the fact that there was no league football this year. Yeah. You know, nobody had really any kind of gauge as to where they were at in terms of their preparations for championship or for fitness and stuff like that, you know. But um, look, at we, you know, we did the same as every other clubs, you know, with the guidelines that were in place. Lads had to do a lot on their own. When we eventually got clearance to start bringing smaller groups together, we did that. There was a huge amount of work involved in that. There was a massive input from not just direct, um, directly the, the intermediate management, but also the wider management in the club, you know, the, the junior management and also club officers. And, and there was a lot of people who just rode in behind and gave us a hand to get all that organised and done and stuff like that. So I suppose um, from that point of view as well, it gives us an opportunity to kind of pick and choose our, our challenge games when we're allowed to go into contact, you know. So we were yeah. kind of, we were able to pick our fights to a certain extent and, you know, we, we, we tried to pick teams that we, we thought would suit our preparation um, with an eye on the teams that we actually had drawn against. So that was kind of it from a, t- a preparation point of view, I suppose. Um, then we had Kilmore, Kilmore up in the first game um, down in Elfin. We started very, very well against Kilmore, um, better than we actually had ever dreamed of starting against Kilmore because we know better than anybody after playing Kilmore over the last number of years yeah. what they bring to the table in terms of championship football and how, how, how they play the game. And, you know, they're a really, really tough, dogged um, championship side, you know, and they, they, every day they go out, they put it up to you. There's no doubt whatsoever, you know. Um, so we, we we did well. We took our foot off the gas a little bit in the second half, and in that day, Kilmore, to their credit, and as to be expected from any Kilmore team, came back into it in the second half. But we just had enough, of, I suppose, enough of a head of steam built up in the first half to to carry us through. Um, 
Castlery. Then we had in the second game on a terrible even weather-wise down in Castlery. Um, we started slow, slow enough now, but conditions were shocking. They were terrible. It was as bad an evening as I've ever stood out, you know, um, yeah. with the team or on a team playing football. But in fairness to the lads, they, they were patient. You know, Castlery dropped a lot of men back against us. You know, they crowded it. Um, but we kept our patience, we kept our shape, and we kept our discipline, and we kept plugging away, and we came out with the with the win. And then I suppose we went into the last game then on our own patch in, in Rockfield against Airog, And Airog were after doing a right job on, on Castlery earlier in the group, so we knew that we were going to be up against it, and that's the way it turned out. Um, I suppose against against Airog, I suppose, mm -hmm. uh, the one person, that, that the one player, well, you know, as we know, Airog are a very good side mm -hmm. anyway. But the addition this season of uh, Connor Cox, um, I suppose, had you any plans around him for that game? Um, I, I suppose. Look, at he he was going to be a focal point for for the for the Aroke team. There's absolutely no doubt whatsoever about that. Um, we we did kind of study study it as best we could. <laughs> Again, in the absence of any kind of games to go and watch or anything like that, but. You would want to remember that Air Oak have a number of other very, very good forwards there. As well, their goalkeeper you know. as well is very Absolutely. good, Colm Lavin, Lavin, yeah. He's top class, you know, and they've, they've a smattering of very good footballers throughout the pitch. And, you know, if, if you were to focus entirely in, and on, on the likes of Connor Cox, who is an outstanding footballer, there's no doubt, and to dismiss or, or forget about the other quality players that they have yeah. in their side, you'd be soon caught out by them, you know. And look at. We just pulled away in the last five, ten minutes against Airog. We just got across the line on that one. Um, we were lucky. You know, it was a game that could have swung either way. They had a few chances in the last five minutes. I think they kicked about four scoreable wides, you know, so it could have gone either way, to be honest, you know. That's it. And, of course, uh, then there was a, um, you know, then, then of course, the... Uh the, the a, a good game, a good team that she you know that she, that had a good another good season I suppose the last one or two as well but St Aidan's you know even though they might have lost one or two games they were still a very good side um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know throughout the championship and you played them in uh, I suppose what was a very kind of uh, it was weather wise it was kind of weird because it was fine one minute mm -hmm. and uh, then it was torrential rain another minute yeah, yeah. which yeah. made difficult which Absolutely. made the conditions the playing difficult but. Um, I suppose you know that they you um, played very well. I suppose mm. the experience you had at the last couple of county finals as well. But uh, mm. were you, you expecting a, a bit more of a challenge because they were kind of unlucky? You know, you, mm. with the have, looking at them the way they played yeah. in the previous matches, that mm. they would have posed more of a threat. Yeah, well, I suppose. <clears throat> That was the semi-final, but I suppose the game just before, before that, we that had Craig's, yeah. we had Craig's in the in the quarter-final, um, and just kind of I suppose just to mention that because it, it had a bearing on on to my mind on the on the the performance that we had against the, um, Aidens because you know Craig's local derby all that goes with that you know sometimes yeah. I don't particularly like these local derbies because you know look at the great for atmosphere and crack and banter around the area and everything and all the rest of it but when you're out in the pitch an awful lot of farm lines go out the window and they take on a life of their own yeah. uh, to a certain extent you know a lot of lads know each other and there's a lot of stuff like that going on or unknowns going on um, but we didn't play very very well at all in the first half we felt we were very disappointed with our own performance in the in the, the Craig's game particularly in the first half even though we were we were shocking lucky I still don't know to this day how we actually went in yeah. seven points up at half time but we got a goal just on the stroke of half time but even so like we were wiped out in the middle third in that game so I think in the second half alright fair enough we, we ran out you know good enough winners in the finish but 
you know, I, th I think our lads as a group were kind of hurting from that. They didn't, yeah. they didn't feel that they did themselves justice, you know, and, and they kind of collectively came together and they felt that there was, the, they were better than that, you know, and that they had a point to prove. And there was an element that, that going out against Aidens that was in our heads, you know. Yeah. Um, from Aidens' point of view, I suppose. I'm looking at the Aidens team in the last couple of years, you know, they're doing fantastic work in terms of developing. They're, they're very much a, a team and a, and a club in development mode still and, and you know, they are progressing. Um, but I think that maybe getting to a county semi-final was a little bit too, too soon on the agenda for them maybe and you know, that they bought into this whole thing of, you know, bonus territory and the, the other side of it is, in, in their quarter-final, they pipped Kilmore by a last-minute point, you know, which, as I said earlier, you know, Kilmore, any day you go out and you play Kilmore and you beat them, especially in a tight game, I tell you, you've done something seriously right then, yeah. you know, and it takes an awful lot of character to do that to Kilmore teams, usually, you know, to, to go to the wire with them and actually, you know, effectively do a Kilmore on Kilmore, you know, yeah. and... So we knew that there was a lot in Aidens from a character point of view and that kind of thing, you know. Now, we got a brilliant start against Aidens. We got a superb start. I think we were 1-4 one, one or 1-5 one up at the f first water break. So effectively, we got the start that probably Aidens needed. You yeah. Know? Um, and we, we kept pushed on from there. Now, there were, I suppose, we tacked on maybe 2-2 two, two or 2-3 two, in the last five minutes to put a very skewed look on the scoreline, you know. But um, Aidens are a better side. Than what they probably showed the scoreline def definitely yeah. didn't reflect how good they are um they're a side that are coming and i hope that they keep working at it you know because i know shay galvin and a few of the boys out there and they're doing fantastic work and they've been swimming against the tide there for a few years now so they did, they did well to make it out of the group this Absolutely. year they did, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. it was great yeah. to see them making it Close, out because yeah. Yeah. you know when you see consider years ago yeah. they were they were a good senior side mm -hmm. and then they went back to Intermediate and then yeah. junior, and now they're back in the intermediate ranks. So it's yeah. good to see them yeah. challenging and getting out of the group and Absolutely. competing. Look, at it's good for Roscommon football overall to have yeah. clubs like them, you know, competing and competing at a good level. And you know, they, look at their, you know, give them a couple of years if they can st stick stick together and you know, not have much misfortune with injuries and stuff like that and a bit of luck you know they'll be they'll be getting their day in the sun hopefully soon as well you know that's it and i suppose really uh, on the day this this season as well they had uh, they, they had some huge experience as well mm. in Derry Derry Thompson we know mm. you know he's been involved for years himself and Francie Grehan mm. <laughs> back in Francie Grehan's days and uh, but Derry Thompson has is a, a great guy a guy with huge experience there mm. both the county and uh, you know, club level at senior and intermediate and junior and all that. Mm. So he's been there and do, been there and done that. So you know, he he he'd be a great man and a huge asset to have for St. Aidan's in the coming years. Oh, absolutely. Listen, you know they've 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 plenty of good talent coming through. There's no doubt whatsoever about that. You know, and as you said, if they can blend that in, then with a the bit of experience that they have, you know, the likes of the Terence Kellys and and you know. Keith Waldrons and fellas like that, you know, and keep them fellas plugging away at it and, and bringing the younger fellas. Like, you know, you can't buy that kind of experience that them boys bring to the table, you know. That's it. And I suppose really looking at the other semi-final as well, St. Dominic's versus Folias. Mm. Um, Folias went into that game hot, hot favourites, yeah. uh, having yeah. come down from senior last yeah. season, uh, yeah. winning the Aurora Cup and all that. And, uh, you know, I suppose they, they would have been tipped to win that game. But uh, it was uh, St. Dominic's... You know, as I said, that they had a, a good championship there, mm. and uh, you know they proved. I myself and Ray were kind of saying off air uh, before that game that you know that'll be a, that'll be a tough enough one for Folias that they you know St Dominic's would have given them a game, and so it proved. Um, 
I think a lot of people were surprised. But when you look at the quality of that St. Dominic squad, uh, I suppose the fact that they won it isn't such a surprise after all. Yeah. Well, I suppose, you know, everybody, everybody bear people, I suppose, in, in, in clubs like ourselves and in Dominic's and, and that were... Everybody was touting that Foyles were going to win a Connacht Intermediate Championship at the start of the year, never mind just a, a county Intermediate Championship, yeah. you know, that they had that much firepower at their disposal. And I suppose, look at when you look at the, the where they came from in terms of, you know, they won the Aurora Cup last year, you know, they were probably a little bit misfortunate to be relegated out of senior football. Um, and, you know, given given the quality that they have throughout the side, the Murthas aside, you know, they have... You know, Mikey Dunn and lots of other very, very good footballers there. They were, they were considered to be the team to beat. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt whatsoever about that. But the final, uh, semi-final, I suppose, on the day itself. You know, as you said, it was kind of a funny game. Like Dominic's really came out with the blocks. Um, you know, Foyles just failed to to get on the scoreboard for so long. You know, they lost, they lost Jeremy there with an early injury and a lot of stuff just didn't seem to go their way and you know it was a slippery, slippery greasy pitch and fellas losing their footing but at the end of the day the game is there in front of you to be played and whoever yeah. adapts best is the one you know I was very very impressed with Dominic's they they took the scores well they worked incredibly hard they were hunting impacts they had they had good structure to their play they had a good setup the good shape um, you know they looked fit um, now I know Foyles came back at them as well, but they, they, they stuck in there, you know, and they, again, like I said earlier on about character, you know, they showed great character to get across the line on that on that game, like, you know. And I suppose, really, with, with that in mind, um, I'm sure, like, you can't play down the quality that, that St. Dominic's had based on their performances in the championship. No. You know, so that they'll... Um, you know, they present quite a challenge on Saturday evening in the in the Hyde as well. And uh, I suppose really when you look at the quality that they have, um, we say you can't really pick out certain really <laughs> individual players. But collectively, they have a serious squad and yeah. good coaching, good mm -hmm. coaching as well. Oh, look, you know, Dominic's have been the standout team in the championship. There's no doubt whatsoever about that. If you look at the scores that they've been racking up they've been racking up crazy scores against yeah. fairly good intermediate teams as well you know like I think they've scored something like 16-65 to date in the championship which is which is outrageous it's possibly a, a record in terms of, of scoring in the championship yeah. you know um, but again you know people on the outside anybody that was sitting down at the start of the year and, and writing out the list of four or five possible contenders for the intermediate championship you would have been making a massive mistake if you didn't have Dominic's on that list. Yeah. Because, you know, we had first-hand experience with them last year. We played them in the group stage in that league, and they, they beat us, and they beat us fair and square and quite well. You know, we just didn't have any answers to them. Um, now, they were misfortunate in the semi-final last year to lose out to a Tulsa side. I think there was only a few points in it in the finish, you know, but they played really well at, at times in that game. I was actually at the game, and I actually thought Dominic's were going to were going to win it on yeah. several occasions. But, you know, Tomás Gellerin is there. He's done a great job with them. You know, maybe if people thought that they came out of the clouds a little bit last year, they certainly weren't going to be coming out of the clouds mm. this year. You know, they're as I said, they're they've progressed from last year. Looking at them, um, they brought in a couple of right good young fellas. Now, Derek Keenan, I know, was missing for a bit of the year last year. He's come back in and looks to be in great shape, and he's flying it. You know, he's a massive addition to them. Um, Darren Dolan is there, you know, with the experience, and you have Connor Fallon, great experienced player, you have Mark Miley in goal. You know, they've, a, they've an awful lot of good, solid, experienced footballers there that have been playing at a good level for a long number of years, you know. And then you add in a smattering of young fellas, that are quality young fellas like Jack Lohan and 
you know, um, I know there's doubts over Keith Doyle or whatever, but he's a fabulous footballer, you know, but uh, young Hurley there, and as I said, Derek Keane and guys like that, you know, they're, they're very, very strong in every line in the pitch. You know, let, let nobody kid themselves that there's any kind of perceived weakness about Dominic's at all. Like, you know, they went out fair and square and they beat Aeroge. They dismantled Aeroge. Yeah. And Aeroge are a team that we actually struggled to beat, you know. So, look at, maybe we were having an off day against Aeroge. Maybe Aeroge were having an off day against Dominic's. I don't know. You know, all them things remain to be seen. But all I know is in the facts in front of us that Aeroge have proven. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dominic's have proven that they're, they're a quality side, a really quality side, and we know fully well that we're right up against it now next Saturday. That's it, and I suppose um, St. Dominic's, like yourselves, they've, um, you know, they're, uh, they, they've, they do hurl, they're a hurling team as well, they have a hurling team as well, so like yourselves, they'll, they'll have players that play both hurling and football, so that would hit, that'll help the, the fitness levels as well, so um, like like yourselves, I'm sure he has uh, players that play hurling as well, mm-hmm. so you know that that'll uh, add to the fitness levels. But um, yeah, it, it it should be um, it should be an interesting game on uh, yeah. on Saturday, and uh, hopefully whoever comes out on top. But I suppose really looking at your looking at your squad, and um, you know you've been in the last t- three or four um, county finals, mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, it it be um, it'll be a tough game. Whoever mm. does come up, uh, mm. but you know, whoever does get to senior now will be will will mm. have earned it. And I suppose that's all. That's the way it always is at mm. at intermediate. But uh, you know, do do you think? Um, I know it's a final, and they're they're kind. Of, it's kind of a different beast. to final is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I suppose w- with that in mind. You know the experience that you've had of playing in previous uh, county finals that goes out the door this weekend, doesn't it? Well, I, I suppose it does to a certain extent. And look at it; every game has to be taken on its own merits. And yeah. it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's another game, albeit it's a big game. There's no doubt yeah. whatsoever about it. You know, um, but there is an awful lot of stuff that goes on around the county final. You know, yeah. there's the flags and this everybody's talking to you about it. And, you know, and there's the likes of what you and I are doing at the minute. Yeah, you know, it comes into it and stuff like that. And I suppose you have the extension of all that now through social media and Facebook and Twitter and all the crack that goes on. And the streaming as well. well. All that stuff, yeah, and all that, you know. So it's it's different in that you don't have to necessarily just manage what what is happening on the day of the match. You know, you you nearly have to manage what's happening for a full two weeks beforehand in terms of the exposure and and making sure the heads are right and stuff like that, you know. Um, So I suppose from that point of view, we do have we do have experience in that you know yeah. and, and it's easy to kind of manage that at this at this stage whether we do it right or wrong it remains to be seen I suppose really it depends too on uh, it's a, it's about uh, the lads avoiding injuries at training yeah, and yeah, yeah. different things yeah. like that there man is, management I suppose absolutely yeah there is all that you know and, and of course there's the age old thing that everybody wants the the, the the jersey between 1 and 15 on the yeah. start of a county final you know but, but we've we've developed I suppose in our attitude and our mindset and we try to develop it within our group over the last three years is very much a group mentality you know yeah. like the game isn't won anymore by 14 or 15 lads the game is going to be won no matter what, what level you're playing the game is going to be won by 20-22 fellas on the day of a match and it takes another 10 or 15 outside of that to actually get you to that level you know yeah. so um, 
there there is a mindset change that has to be there, you know, in players. But sometimes it can be difficult to get players to to, to adapt to that, you know, and to realise that it is for the greater good, and you know, the the means the means justifies the end in a lot of these cases, you know. But there is a lot of man management involved in actually, you know, I suppose meeting guys' expectations in terms of that, and you know, and keeping everybody on board and keeping everybody rowing the same direction, you know. That's it, and I suppose really looking at at yourselves, and I suppose all, all the teams across the all the clubs across the country. Uh, you know, just to, due to um, COVID nineteen, match preparations mm. and training—it's kind of been different. And it's kind of you know when you want to prepare when you're preparing for a game yeah. on match day, yeah. you know from you know meeting up, uh, arriving at the ground, mm. warming up, and all that. That there's been no there's been no dress rooms or anything yeah. like that. It's all done out on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that can affect things as well. It affects Absolutely. how preparation yeah. is done. It does. It the dynamic in terms of preparation is completely turned on its head this year yeah you know um, like even from a small thing like you know we had the guys together maybe for one or two sessions before the lockdown came then the lockdown came and we had to try and do individual programs for lads and trusted lads were doing it on their own and all that kind of stuff but then even when we were allowed to come back into small groups to do to do training there wasn't any contact allowed for a long time. For yeah. a long time, you know, and so it's more or less it's more or less doing fitness work then, really. Yeah, exactly, and a bit with the ball if you can and stuff. But even at that, you have to keep distance in it, and you know, and yeah. like to train for a game like Gaelic football, which is all about contact, or a lot yeah. of it is about contact, you know, and about training around the art of tackling and blocking down, and you know, and being competing, you know, and and the contact element of it, it, it makes it makes it incredibly difficult. But we we weren't obviously the only club that that suffered from that point of view. Mm. But I suppose the the upside of it was that um, over the last number of years we've been absolutely murdered in terms of injuries and niggles and stuff like that. So it gave a sustained break to a lot of fellas that would have been carrying kind of niggly injuries and stuff like that. That they got time to rest and away yeah. from playing games and getting further knocks and you know prolonging those kind of injuries and not being able to give lads a rest or whatever so it kind of gives an opportunity to do that as well with certain fellas that we had which again was a big problem for us over the last number of years was those injuries and those niggles and stuff like that you know so that's it and i suppose really uh to give recognition what are, what are your thoughts on how uh, the ga at uh, crow park level have ha has handled the whole thing around covid with regards to county teams and uh, club teams and things like that um, I think, in fairness to the GA, I think they've done as well as they could. You, you have know? to be; they had to be responsible yeah, and, and do the right things. Yeah, and I think that there's there's some areas now where they've actually gone above and beyond what the the government guidelines were, and yeah. you know I don't think that they're getting credit for it. You know I know that they got an awful lot of stick there a couple of weeks ago when they they asked actually for a meeting with the with um, the public reps in terms yeah. of getting more clarity but you know what I think that I, was them I, just being thorough really I, in fairness to be honest with you I, I would be fully in their corner I think they were fully entitled to do that given given the, the evidence that was being presented as to where yeah. cases were coming from or whatnot. but anyway that's not for me to to really decide upon but, um, but I suppose in terms of what they've had to do with the club season versus the county season and the, the complete segregation of them I have yet to meet somebody that hasn't thought that that's that's a good yeah. idea. You know, I think if they could actually bring the good that's happened this year in terms of that that positive element that's come to the games, and if they could actually adopt that into a permanent plan going forward, I don't know. I believe that there's some kind of proposals to to move the intercounty to earlier in the year and have it done and dusted by June or July or something, and then give free rein give free rein from August onwards to to the clubs. You know, if they could put something like that 
in place, it'd be brilliant, you know, because look, we don't have that many county lads. It's not that big, yeah. big of a problem um, for us, but it does have an impact on, on the club club scene because, you know, fixtures have to be made around availability of county players and stuff like that, and it just gets very disjointed, and you're expecting some clubs then to line out in certain games without the club lads, and, you know, the county lads can't, play, can't train with their club mates, and, you know... It, if you could just segregate the two of them, and I think that this year, if we learn anything from this year, you know, the positive thing will be that they've actually put a proper plan in place in terms of segregating those going forward. That's it, and I suppose uh, uh, secondary and the last point it really is uh, the county boarders. Common county board deserve a lot of credit mm, for actually being able to to run the ta- to run yeah. the championship this year at all yeah. levels yeah. and. Uh, you know, I suppose uh, one of the positives, if you could, if you could say, well, yeah, a positive thing to come out of a, a bad situation mm-hmm. is uh, the whole new concept of streaming matches and mm-hmm. podcasts like what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great idea, and you see deals there, like up on the local local press, like mm-hmm. you know where you can view matches, and mm-hmm. they had a package there, I think, for the semi-finals where you could watch all the games yeah. at intermediate and yeah, senior yeah. for yeah. thirty quid. Yeah, great absolutely. value, unbelievable. Like you know, if you went to each of them games, it'd be you know, it'd be whatever fifteen yeah. twenty quid to go into them. You know, so from a value point of view, it's 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 brilliant. It's top class. You know, and. Look, I think it's been fantastic. I think it's been a massive success. You know, I've been able to sit down at home myself and watch games and, you mm. know, and enjoy them, you know, without having to travel and, and go to games. Regardless of the weather, you were sitting inside in front of your own telly and it was brilliant. And I don't know, in terms of numbers-wise, how successful it's been, but I really hope that it's been financially viable for them because regardless of what happens next year or the following years, I think it's a brilliant service that's been put in place. Mm. And, you know, along with the, in fairness, you know, local media and, and that has stepped up as well. You know, the coverage has probably never been as, as prevalent as it is at the minute. Um, but from the streaming point of view, um, as I said, I'm not sure how the numbers are, um, what the revenue take was like and stuff like that. But I hope it was very positive in that regard, yeah. you know, that it would be it would be something that would be considered to be put in place permanently, you know. Yeah, I think so. That's very good, yeah. So, listen, thanks very much for taking the time out no to problem. do with the interview no with us. And uh, we'd, like to wish, uh, we'd like to wish you all the best for the county final okay. on Sunday. Oh, or right. Saturday, I should <laughs> say. Saturday. Saturday but um, that, that's another point I meant yeah. to say for the county final as mm. well is... You know, the height is an open pit, a very yeah, open yeah, yeah, wide yeah. pitch as well. So, yeah. do you think that would suit your game, the, yeah. your style of play? It does. It does. There's no doubt, but it also suits Dominic's. Yeah. yeah. There's two teams there that, if they were to, I've no doubt whatsoever. If Dominic's, if you were to ask them the same question, you know, yeah. wh- where would you prefer to play the final? You know, above any place else, and they would tell you the height no more yeah. than ourselves. You know, because it's it's a good open pitch. Now, the only thing about the height is sometimes the wind can be can be an issue. It's a very it's very open in that uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it's up on a bit of a height there, and you yeah. know, with the stands and everything, the wind can tend to swirl a little bit. So mm-hmm. it can be tricky for say free takers and forwards and stuff like that. But from a point of view of the the size of it and the the quality of the surface on it is as good as there is as anything in the country, really. That, you know, so if. Yeah. If you can't play football on the hide, you can't play in any place. <laughs> That's it. Okay, listen, thanks very much for your time and best of luck on Sunday. Or Saturday, Saturday. Thanks, uh, Yeah, okay, and that was Billy Donnan, the coach, uh, the manager of Oran Intermediate Footballers.